Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. Survive. Thrive. Stay alive. It's time to get prepared with the Prepping Academy Podcast. Hey, welcome everyone to the Prepping Academy. I am Forrest. Tonight, we're going to bring some exciting people, some of my favorite people in all of the prepper, prepper universe, preparedness universe, and boy, do they have a story that they're going to share with us tonight, and I'm just going to get right to it. We have Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher here this evening, and they've got a story they need to share, and you need to hear it during this holiday time, and hey, welcome, Glenn and Shelby. Hey, thanks for having us. Good to be here. Thanks for having us, Forrest. Well, Shelby, I've been following you the past few, I guess, couple months um, when your husband, Glenn, got um, COVID. And we're going to be talking about that. And I mean, it, it's a new struggle. I mean, some people never experience what you experience. And we want to hear all about it. And Glenn, I mean, you, I mean, gosh, you were, I won't say almost dead, but goodness, there's well, a, I was almost dead. Yeah, you were almost that's an dead. honest, that's honest. That, that is crazy. So first of all, I can't imagine anyone not knowing who you guys are, but just in case there's that new person that just listened and found this podcast, if you guys would tell us, ladies first, Shelby, would you tell a little about your history and how you found this gentleman here and, and everything and the whole story? You bet. I um Oh my gosh, to go way back to the beginning. I mean, Glenn and I uh, knew each other and I had, um, and I'm going to try to shorten it. I had pitched my book idea to him through an email and um, he told, he'll tell the story better than I do, but um, he wrote back to me um, saying after he read my chapter three, I'm ready to get a hammer in response to chapter three, if you've read my my now published book series, chapter three is where um, most men get really angry and want to just pound somebody's face with a hammer. So that's what he was referring to. And so um, after that, um, he and I had what we would call literary agent meetings and talking about how to kind of finish and put an end to this, my, my book series, which is now published, it's called A Great State, and you can find it at agreatstate.com. And um, one thing led to another. And uh, we got married a few years ago and um, he is, I'll let him tell you about his book series and a couple, was it two or three years ago? My goodness. We launched um, Prepping 2.0. It's a a radio show podcast that we do weekly on taking your preps to the next level and taking them so that you're not just living on beans and rice, but you're living and thriving and you are doing the prepping thing on steroids. So we've been doing that for now, I want to say three years. And I'll let 
that Glenfill in that blank in my memory, but yeah. And it's, we have a lot of fun doing it and um, we've, yeah, it's been, and I'll talk more about it as we talk about, it. I just feel like God is moving prepping 2.0 in a new and, and just taking it to another level again. So I'm excited about that. Glenn. Yeah. Well, um, if folks aren't familiar with me, I uh, wrote a book series in 2012, coming up on 10 years ago, called 299 Days. It ended up being 10 books. Um, I never expected it to be published. In fact, um, I wrote the entire series and then contacted a publisher. Apparently, with 10 book series, you're supposed to um, have a publishing deal before you sit down and you spend two or three years writing. Um, I, uh, I predicted a bunch of things, kind of painted a picture of what America might look like. And mm-hmm. quite honestly, I hope I, I hope I sound modest. I hope I can pull off modesty in this. I got a lot of stuff right. And a lot of people mm-hmm. look at my book series as predictive and, illustrative of what's going on and um uh, the natural curiosity people have is well he got a lot of this stuff right what else did he say might happen because that might inform uh the future uh so anyway um i i had no idea anyone would ever read it uh set the first publisher i sent it to offered me a 10 book deal which it is amazing because i'm not a professional writer um and I guess I just, I nailed it because, um, well, God completely inspired that, that book. I tell people I was the guy at the keyboard and his messages um, got through, through me. So 299 days, Shelby described how we got together. And uh, then the big thing we've been doing uh, lately is prepping 2.0 our podcast and radio show. Uh, We're on several radio stations in addition to the podcast. And that has been an absolute blast. And we get to have on cool guests. We've had Forrest on twice, I want to say. And uh, we get to meet all kinds of cool people and talk to cool people. And then in turn, we get to be on cool people's shows. So that's pretty cool. So (laughs) that's... uh, that's Who show have you been on? That? <laughs> it was cool. Now, hang on. But yeah, awesome. You know, your book, I looked and I I believe your book, well, your book series was the first series I read. But I remember, in, I mean, if you count this bushcrafting, I mean, it was, I mean, you introduced me to this, this whole world of, you know, oh my gosh, people write stories that you can put yourself into and learn. The only books I read before that were, you know, like the how-to books mm-hmm. and, you know, and like the, I don't know, all the, just the how-to books. But when I read it, just my mind, it blew my mind. And um, you get to relate to the characters. You talk about the characters a lot on your podcast. It is, I mean, and and then, and then <laughs> I don't know, I, I told you like the first time I told like, man, you cost me a lot of money. <laughs> It's a 10-book series, yes. It's a 10-book series. But I, I literally, 
I, I think I, I, list, I read the first two and then I think I bought the rest of them on Audible. Yeah. yeah. Very common. And it was amazing. It was, it was one, it's a great series without a doubt. And speaking of Audible, some credit goes to the amazing narrator, Kevin Pierce. Oh, yeah. Who is great. clearly the best in the business. Yeah, he narrates New York Times best-selling books mm-hmm. and has an amazing track record, and he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I've met him many times. Have you had the chance to meet him ever? Not in person, no. See, isn't that crazy? So he he lives, I think, in Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I've seen him. He's come up here to a lot of the shows in the Carolinas, so I've met him several times. I asked him if he re- read my books, and he just kind of looked at me and Gave me no answer, so I got the hint. <laughs> oh wow! No, he's great. We I didn't ask him that. So, um, so that's so it's prepping two point podcast. You you have a website. I mean, you guys do an amazing things. People listen to you from all over the nation. Matter of fact, you wouldn't believe how many people tell me, "Oh, I heard you from prepping two point And matter of fact, um, my husband and wife, um, truck drivers. This week, I talked on the phone. They're moving and they want to start prepping, you know, a, a prepper net city. And they told me that they found me through you guys. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. They listened to an old podcast or something and, and that's how they found me. And so we've been talking. And so that, I mean, people all the time um, talk about you guys. So I do have a very important question. Mm-hmm. Um, Glenn, this is to you. Is, is COVID real? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm here to tell you it is. Yeah. Interesting story. Um, at the beginning of the show, I said, I almost died. Um, I got COVID. I was recovering from a surgery. So I was weakened. Mm -hmm. And right when I was recovering from a surgery, I got COVID and long story short, I ended up on a ventilator that has a 20% survival rate, one in five people that go on a ventilator walk out of the hospital and through an amazing prayer effort led by Shelby, who got the word out um, with the, the number of listeners and Patreons that we have for prepping 2.0, I can comfortably say there were thousands of prayers and it worked. I'm, I, I'm here today. So I obviously beat the odds and not only did I come off the ventilator, I was only on for eight days, seven days, eight days. Um, not only did I come off the ventilator alive, but my recovery has been remarkably quick and thorough. I was discharged from the hospital seven days after coming off a ventilator. I don't know if, if it's a contest or if people keep stats, but... Mm-hmm. It was remarkably quick. Um, and, and now in my recovery, now that I've been home for a couple of weeks, um, I, I started working three days after I came home. Um, I, uh, I was cutting the grass on a riding lawnmower today in the snow. Um, that's not bad for coming off a ventilator no. several weeks ago. No. And I stress again, the power of prayer. I know that a ton of people that listen to this show, a ton of PrepperNet people, because I know you got the word out. Yeah, we have sixty-four thousand members, and I sent three messages out to all to to them. 
to pray for you guys. Yeah. Wow. So I was saying thousands, <laughs> thousands of people praying, mm-hmm. given that you sent out a message to PrepperNet people who are very active and I think responsive. Mm-hmm. It could be tens of thousands of people yeah. who are praying. I, oh, I would agree. Matter of fact, people didn't, they, they responded to my, my thing saying, I'm praying for him and I'm praying for him. And I was going to, oh, oh, they would love to read these. But as I looked through there, I think I counted there. I would literally have to go in and forward each email. And there were over 215 replies, which I thought was a lot that actually replied. I mean, a lot more people opened it and read it. But 215, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that would take me forever to forward all them emails. Maybe I'll do that. I told you guys I may do that. Someone was just like, sure thing. Other ones would, you know, post verses and things. But, yeah, they um, people were praying. Yeah. And the cool thing is not only that the prayers saved my life. Obviously, that's pretty cool and important to me. (laughs) But that we get to tell the story the success story of prayer mm-hmm. and it strengthens people's faith. That is so critical. I'm getting emotional. Um, a, a friend of mine who was not quote religious, I hate that term, but it's a term he uses, wasn't religious, prayed for me and ended up getting baptized. Wow. That's why God gives us miracles. To yes. Do. Yeah. Yeah. And for all I know that, you know, this entire COVID death scare that, of mine was to save him. I don't know. Yeah. Um, the other thing it taught us, and I hope this sounds modest, but it's the truth. It's pretty apparent God wants me on this earth to do some stuff. I think prepping 2.0 is a, a big part of it. Um, I'm getting emotional. Apologize, mm-hmm. but it's the most important thing that's ever happened to me. Um, yep. And I, I think that prepping 2.0 is part of it, and glorifying God is is part of it, a minor part of it. We our new property, um, there's a there's a horse stable, and neither Shelby nor I know anything about horses. And I looked at that stable, and I thought we've been given this amazing house um, and we have an obligation to be good stewards. And so I'm getting emotional again and I apologize. Uh, We're, we're going to start. It'll be a while. (laughs) Believe me, we have a lot on our plate. Um, Something called third life ranch. And I've been given three lives born physically. I was born again when I was 30. And now mm-hmm. I've been given a third life. Not many people get three lives. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to do a horse therapy charity and, and help kids and others um, and use the resources God gave us that stable. And so maybe that's one of the things that I need to be around for. Yeah. But Ah, sorry, I'm so it's okay, no, honey. That's, that's fine. Yeah. So, um, Shelby, why don't you tell us about the days that 
you know, how you guys think you got it maybe and how you were diagnosed and then the decision of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, putting Glenn in the, um, checking him in to the hospital. Hey, let's take a quick break. Has your data been hacked? Do you feel uneasy about the vulnerability of your personal information online? Were you involved in the Target, LinkedIn, or Microsoft data leaks? Don't know? If not, then pay attention. Join Forrest Garvin from PrepperNet for a free webinar on privacy and security. Gain insights into safe internet browsing, VPNs, crafting online aliases, secure emails, detecting if your data has been hacked, and managing passwords. Secure your spot today for this webinar on privacy and security. It's free. This webinar delves into comprehensive strategies for bolstering your online privacy. We've got you covered from fortifying your passwords to shielding your financial information and mastering state-of-the-art encryption techniques. We're offering two convenient dates to suit your schedule. Reserve your spot now at PrepperNet.com privacy. Don't let cyber threats erode your peace of mind any longer. Take the first step toward a safer, more secure online experience by joining us for our free webinar. Remember, knowledge is power when it comes to safeguarding your privacy. Sign up now at PrepperNet.com privacy. We'll see you there. Sure. So, um, I, Glenn and I wrote this out in a timeline, especially when he came home from the hospital, because he needed, we needed to, he had thought, you know, you lose kind of track of time when you're on a ventilator, obviously, and when you're in a hospital. So I wrote this out and, and just for listeners, we do, we just recently did, and it'll be airing on December 8th on our podcast. If you want to listen in kind of how we, mm-hmm parsed it out and I'll give it to you here as well. So we both started getting symptoms on October 19th. He had his surgery scheduled for the 21st. So <laughs> this is surgery that had been already postponed. It needed to get done. We were, we had put a lot of our life on hold to get this, um, uh, surgery done. And so I'm just like, go in the hospital and get it done. I don't care if you've got what you've got, you're going, and um, so there's that. Uh, and when he was in the hospital, he tested positive for COVID. And by the time he tested positive, which was the following Saturday, which, uh, and, and I have got this all written out, but it was like the 22nd of October. I'm in full bore symptoms. My son though, who was 16, had the, for the last, for the couple of weeks before this kind of, I don't feel so good, <laughs> you know, cough, cough, I don't mm. feel so good. And so when Glenn tested positive at the hospital, I'm, I'm getting, I'm sick. And then I have this teenager that's coughing. I'm like, all right, on my, that following Monday morning, my son and I went into the local hospital and got tested and we both came up positive having a long conversation the following day, that Tuesday, um, with the uh, county health department, who was actually very nice, um, kind of traced it back that honestly, I probably caught it from my son because he was playing football and a couple of fellow football players had it. Mm. Now, all the things that you read about kids, they, I mean, he played some pretty gnarly football games, COVID positive sick. I mean, it was like he had a, a cold. It right. really didn't affect him. He didn't have the nasty cough. He just kind of was, you know, 
kind of not feeling good for a couple of weeks. So we kind of narrowed it down to Pod. We call it, caught it from him, who, who he got it from a fellow, a couple of other fellow players. So here he is. And so we traced it. In, and of course, when you do this with the health department, they count back days because they want, because they want to know how long you're, you know, um, contagious and all that. So that Monday night, Glenn came out of the hospital and I want to, and I want to make sure people know that comes out of the hospital. I am flaming from the surgery, from the surgery. I am crazy sick. (laughs) We, I shouldn't be driving. (laughs) It's late at night. The hospital just kind of said, here he is. Here's some prescriptions. Go get them filled. And you know, this is nine o'clock at night. We shouldn't be driving around anywhere trying to get, we shouldn't be in public. And so, uh, and we were sick and cranky, not going to lie. So we go home next day, we got him fulfilled, which is really ridiculous. When you think about we're COVID positive walking into, you know, a Walmart for Pete's sake. But, um, so that was, so it was the following Thursday, whatever date that is that Glenn woke up in the morning. And this is what people, I want people to hear. He woke up and it's like, when I say he woke up in the morning, he woke up at like four in the morning and, um, and you know, those little things that the, that they put on your finger to see what your pulse oxygen is. He was down to 50%. So he's not breathing. Wow. He's not taking an oxygen. I should have been dead. Yeah. At that, well, you're mm-hmm. not going to drop dead from that, but you're not going to stay alive for very long. Right. So, you know, I call 911 um, and the ambulance comes. And when they take, when he's in the ambulance about to get uh, put in it, I, I grabbed his hand. I said, you need to fight. You need to fight. And I don't, and he doesn't remember that, of course, because he's oxygen deprived. We can laugh about it now. And they take him away. And I want listeners to hear this when you, unfortunately, you know, when you are at that point, when you're sending a loved one to be admitted to the hospital, you, you lose control, Mm -hmm. your ability to choose medications, your ability to choose critical care, your ability to make, because they're going to, the hospital systems, the federalized hospital system we have right now, and we've seen it all in the news, are going to not want to, to prescribe maybe what you want, and they're going to prescribe what they do, and they're not right. going to budge on that. So I, ha- I feel like I didn't really have much of, when you're at 50% oxygen rate, you, you, sorry, I, there's, I, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to help him at home with that. So that's when he went to the hospital. I didn't hear anything for several hours. I finally had to call hospitals in our area to find out where he was at. He was, I was told he was comfortable and being admitted. And so that you were still sick in bed. I am still sick in bed actually. Yeah. And, Uh and I'm, and what I recommend people do, and we'll talk about this. I know kind of on the other side of this, but the little square thing that they clip on your finger to find out what your oxygen levels are. If you feel like you, if you've been tested positive and you have symptoms, get one of those mm. so that you, cause you're, you know, I'm sitting at home going, am I next, you know, but I'm looking at this thing going, I'm at 90%. I'm okay. You know, I'm at 92%. I'm at 89%. I'm okay. That number tells me I'm okay. So that helps that putting facts like that into your head helps you, to, even though you feel like you're dying when you have COVID. So that was on a Thursday when he got admitted. And it was on Saturday morning and they're not going to let me see him or anything like that. We had a couple of phone calls and um, this is when Facebook comes in. So he calls me Saturday morning and this is October 30th and he's, 
saying to me, I want to talk about and start entertaining the idea of going on a ventilator. And I'm like, why? Right now they're, they're maintaining your oxygen. What's going on? And he's like, this is what I want. And he's pretty adamant about it. And for those who followed this, the, the, the timeline, the saga of how this, because I needed prayer. I needed help. I needed support. Um, after that phone call is very scary. That's when I went to Facebook live feed and you can go back to that October live feed that I did and said, we need to pray for Glenn. He wants to be on a ventilator. He's uncomfortable. He's been sleep deprived. He's recovering from a surgery. He's sick of being sick. He's sick of the cancer. We haven't even talked about that. He just recovered from cancer for most of 2021. He's sick of being sick and he's sick of being tired. He's sick of not being able to breathe. I get that. And, um, what I didn't realize at the time I did those videos and as Glenn and I have, have kind of, um, unpacked and kind of done an after action report, there was, I am convinced a battle for, for his soul because, um, we had that conversation. And then on Sunday, October 31st, and this is where it gets very chilling for me. Cause this, this is a conversation that bothered me. I get a call from the hospital. Oh, 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 let me step back. So on Saturday, the 30th, a good near and dear friend of ours who had heard about this drove four hours to bring me what I now call vitamin I, because nobody wants to know, hear the word ivermectin if they're trying to, you know, ivermectin. Um, and the key things that go with ivermectin, again, we'll talk about this later, quercetin, mm-hmm. zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D it brings me a supply of it. I take it to the hospital. And the hospital is a system where I'm like, I, I want this to go to room such and such and take it to the patient. Well, the doctor intercepted it and called me and um, treated me like I just tried to, you know, smuggle drugs into a prison, you know, and was like, this isn't, we don't do this. This isn't. And in that conversation, he said, I don't even know what quercetin is. And I said, you need to find out. Yeah. And as a doctor who's been treating COVID patients for a year and a half, he should know. Everyone yeah, should know. And we'll, and if you don't know, listening to this, that's okay. You're not a doctor treating COVID patients. We'll talk about what it is. Um, and I told him, you need to find out. <clears throat> so he and I already had, that started off on a bad note. The next day, um, Glenn calls me again and, um, or the doctor calls me. I can't remember. You need to come in. We want, we, he wants to go on the ventilator today, October 31st. I go screaming off to the hospital and this is key. And I, and I want to draw this out because I want people to understand what happened in this room. I go in there, I get all gowned up. I see Glenn and we're able to have a conversation. He's, and he's telling me, I want to go on a ventilator. And he's saying, I will see you. I'll see you with Jesus. You know, I get to go be with Jesus. Now. He's talking like someone who wants, he wants to die. And I'm telling him, I understand that you want to see Jesus, but do you understand that I'm only 53 years old? I'd like to spend the next 30 years with you. I have a lot of time still on this earth. And I think God has a lot of things that he's, you know, put it, put given to us that are going to be undone. And, um, he had a conversation with family. He had several conversations with family members saying goodbye to them. Um, and he was prepared, preparing to die. And I'm trying to convince him to try to fight. Cause I know if you, if you, if you've been around the COVID block a little bit, you know, if you go on a vent, very, very few people go on a ventilator and come back. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And, and we've lost a lot of near and dear people in the prepping community that way. And I'm not wanting Glenn to be that way. So um, he wants to be on the ventilator before the end of the day. He's also, and this is a very near and dear man to us. Um, he also is asking for the hospital chaplain, which he's a person he's already met, an amazing man. And it's taking him a while to get there. Thank God. Mm. Um, because it's Sunday and he needs time to get there because he's preaching at a church. So it's taking, his name is John, taking a while to get there. The two doctors come in and I, uh, um, I call them freaking frack or thing one and thing two. They were this, this little tag team of doctors that um, I'm sitting in Glenn's chair, which is like Goldilocks <laughs> sitting in the big bears chair. It's so big for my little frame. So excuse me, I'm sitting over here wiggling around, but um, these two doctors come in and I don't know, I can't remember the one, but he's really chewing me out for trying to get ivermectin to Glenn. He dresses me down. He's absolutely belittling. He's treating me like I'm a three-year-old. He's saying things like ivermectin is an anti-fungal um, medication, not approved. It's only approved for things like den- third world country, dengue fever. If we were to give that to him, the blah, 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 blah. Well, you and I, all of us know who have, and well, again, for those who don't know, I will tell you, ivermectin is incredibly effective Mm -hmm. to treating almost any stage of COVID. And I, thank goodness I had a mask on because I was just shooting him my nasty look face and he's chewing me out so hard. The other doctor has to say, you know what, we're being a little heavy handed here. And I said, yeah, you are. And, um, and it just, it's interesting how, and he, and he's just feeding me lies. And, I, and I'll sum, summarize that with that. And I remember very distinctly in that conversation, looking at this man and the words coming to my mind and God doesn't talk to me like he does to, to Glenn when he writes books, you know, this, that still voice, mm-hmm. but the words came to my mind, get behind me, Satan. And I just felt like those two men had already convinced Glenn that dying was a better option than living. Wow. I really do. Because they had put in his mind that, man, when you come off a ventilator, you're going to be an invalid. You're going to be an assisted living. You're going to have a tracheotomy. You're going to have a feeding tube. You're going to be a vegetable the rest of your life. That's not true. Now, are there people with very long-term, like, you know, Mm -hmm. debilitating? Yes. But they're not a vegetable. You know, and you don't gonna, tell patients so, that either. You would don't. You? No. no. Well, you, and that's not true. You're either going to die from COVID or you're going to have what's called long haul COVID, which is a long haul recovery right. from it. You're not going to be this invalid. Like anyway. So, but doesn't isn't that Forrest how P, how Satan operates to convince yes. you that dying is better than living? He takes it, an expert, which are the doctors, to tell yep. you the negative stuff so you want to die because it says the Bible says that um, Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Yep. But so, Jesus comes to give you life. Exactly. Life everlasting. So I'm trying to convince Glenn to hold on to hope and to fight because these, <clears throat> these two gentlemen have already gotten in his head and I'm fighting with them and I'm hearing words in my head, get behind me, Satan. So I feel like looking back in that conversation in the room and it gives me chills, there was a battle for Glenn's soul. And it was very dark for me. It was very bothersome. And Glenn will tell you, and, and jump in anytime you want here. He'll tell, I do not understand why I wanted to do that. He doesn't, and I get it. 
He's like, if I had known that there was only a 20% survival rate, I wouldn't have agreed to it. I'm like, right. yet on the other hand, you were asking, you were saying your goodbyes to me. So that's, to me, that's the chaos and confusion that, that Satan creates. And then I want to give and, and by the way, again, I encourage listeners, if you want to hear, hear and watch me blubbering and crying like an idiot, I went yep. to Facebook live feed and laid this all out, crying my eyes out. Please pray, pray for Glenn. And um, then the breath of fresh air walked in. John, the, the hospital chaplain, he's this seven foot tall, gigantic man. He's not quite that tall, but feels like it. Comes in and, and he already knows Glenn from his previous hospital situation. And he says, and he just brings in, he says, all right, we need to get some Jesus healing going on in here. We're gonna lay some hands. We're gonna start praying. We're gonna bring some healing in this room. And, and Glenn was very emotional and he just prayed. I mean, we are praying for a good 20 minutes while they're hauling in all this equipment, they're switching out stuff, they're getting ready to ventilate him. And by the time we were done praying, I, and I believe John's prayer was pivotal. And I think it changed the course of the battle that was going on that mm -hmm. we couldn't see. And at the end of that prayer, that's when Glenn was saying, I'll, we have things that we need to do in December. We have Christmas to look forward to. And I said, we do, and you need to fight. So when you go, you need to come back. So we prayed and, um, and, and then John and I stepped out of the room and I don't recommend it. I, I'll say this every time I get a chance, watching a loved one get intubated is very disturbing, but mm. I will do it because I, I love Glenn very much and I want to be there and I want to watch over him and I want to pray over him. And that's a, that's a kind of a summary of that day. And I felt very helpless because now I can't talk to him. He is now unconscious. I, I can't visit him. I can't make any decisions regarding his care. I, there's just nothing that I can do except pray. That's it. That, those are my only yeah. options. So that's when I took to Facebook. That's the best life. thing you can do. I, too. It's the best thing. I shouldn't say. I should. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And I need to correct myself when I say that. And I went home and I felt very helpless. And I'm like, thank you, Lord, for giving me the audience that I have currently. I have the Prepping 2.0 in the Patriot community. Mm -hmm. And I went to Facebook Live and I cried my eyes out. And it's interesting because that the video from October 31st, Glenn has watched it. And I remember at one point, I kind of tossed my head back and I said, the only path I see out of this is to get Glenn off the ventilator and get him home so that we can heal his lungs. And that's what happened in the following week. And, and I can so, take over. Yeah, go for it. I was just going to say, I need to pause there so somebody else can put some yeah, words I in there. Yeah, I need to yes. take over now. So, and, and by the way, um, Shelby's correct. I am not proud of the fact that I wanted to die. Um, it is, it is not a good trait for a Christian. I'll but tell it, you it's one thing. It's confusing too. It's very confusing. It is. Well, I was on powerful sedatives and I was completely sleep and I yeah, was, I was wondering if you did, were you still, you knew what was going on and can think halfway, halfway, halfway. I knew what was going on. I can remember parts of things, but not all of it. And it sitting here all healed and normal. It is, it is weird to hear her describe how willing I was to die because that's not me, but it right. was in that moment. And 
And that just also is evidence, I think, because it was so out of character where I was coming from. That's also evidence that there was a spiritual battle mm-hmm. and that and that Satan was affecting me. Yeah. And I don't like to be affected by Satan. Um, I, I'm i a Christian and I have protection against that. But apparently not enough at that moment. Satan ended up losing like he always does. I've read the book. I know how it ends. <laughs> Amen. Um, but I, I'm not proud of it. But I, I have every reason to believe that Shelby's account of it is true. Mm-hmm. So that was the part about me wanting to die. Uh, here's a 180. I, I come off of the, the sedatives. And they, te- they, they kind of see, they bring you a little bit back and see, see where, how you're doing. On um, October 31st, I wasn't able to come back. Um, and so it was, it was quashed. Um, and so, but on November 1st. No, 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 no. Jump forward a week. It was on November 7th, right. I think is what you're talking about, when they first attempted to take you off. That's right. I got right. my dates wrong. That's okay. Yeah. And so November 7th, they attempted, um, so I've been on a week. They attempted to bring me out and see how I was doing, mm-hmm. and I, I failed the test. Um, mm-hmm. And then on November 8th, it, it was so powerful. People use the phrase and it's become a cliche and people don't mean it, but I actually mean it. And that's with every fiber of your being, you want something. Um, And I remember saying, don't kill me. Mm -hmm. And with every fiber of my being, I wanted to live. I can't put into words how strong that drive was. Mm. So Satan's influence over me had been lifted because at least I'd like to think mm-hmm. I was back to being pro-life Glenn, including <laughs> pro-my life. Right. Right. Well, pro-my and- life. And so, and also, and this is humorous now, it, it just shows you the gravity of the situation. I wanted to make sure there were no communication errors because this is kind of important. This is not a time to be subtle. So out of the corner of my eye, I saw a doctor and I said, if you kill me, I'll kill you. (laughs) I apologize later. (laughs) I I had no leverage. I was in no position to kill anybody with a tube down my throat. I don't know if I had a tube down my throat because I don't even know in this haze whether I verbalized, don't kill me. I remember weird things going on, like I would click my fingers and I thought I was clicking in Morse code. I don't know Morse code. <laughs> and so just weird things were happening in my head. Um, but I remember if I didn't say it out loud, um, Thought it. just screaming, yeah. maybe not even verbally, that I want to live. And that's when uh, I came off the ventilator. So I'm going to jump back a little bit for the timelines because what I want pe- people who are listening and, and maybe people who are listening are like, yeah, I was praying as well. 
I used Facebook live feed every day to fill mm-hmm. people in and ask for very specific prayers for Glenn that, that week that he was on. And, and I know you were at many of those, if not all, uh, Forrest. So there was kind of this very quick routine that came into being with the hospital. I would call in the morning during my morning break at work and get a report of how he did over the overnight. And all of those reports were always good. The nurses, were, the nurses, by the way, are the salt and light of the medical community. Mm-hmm. Doctors, you, right. they are truly the frontline warriors. And they always gave me, they were always happy to help me and answer my questions. And so there was, his mornings were always good. And then I would get a call from an, um, different doctor, what, you know, the doctor that put him on the ventilator that was on a Sunday, Monday, we have a new doctor and that doctor every, every afternoon on two or three would call me. And what we were, and he's, you know, kind of a very bland person, but very informative and very helpful. And so those were generally good reports. I never got a, Oh no, there's bad situation. Nothing was bad. And so what was happening that whole week as a general trend is there's two numbers they're looking for. And they both kept going in the right direction with no complications. And this was what we were praying for, Garvin, or Forrest, excuse me. We were praying and I was asking people to pray that one, he comes off the ventilator and the numbers keep going in the right direction. And that God is working on healing his lungs now for after he comes Mm -hmm. off. We were praying, pre-praying for that. And so there's two numbers that they're looking for. So I want people to know this because I think it's part of the knowledge you need to have. FIO. O2 number. It's your, your saturation level that they need. He started out at about a 55 level. Room air is about 21. They want a person at about 35, maybe 30 to take him off a vent. There you go. The other one they want is what's called the peep number. I always forget. And that's how much force, how much, and it's more of a math calculation, anything, how much force they have to push that air into you. He started out at about 12 or 13, and they want it to be eight or below before they try to take him off. So by the following Sunday, he has been at those numbers for a day or two. So I'm like to the doctor going, let's do this. Let's get him off. Let's get him off. Try it on Sunday. He showed too much stress. And and then the next day, because it's Monday, we have a new doctor. I just get a call out of the blue that Monday. Oh, yeah. Um, This is Dr. So-and-so. Yeah, had him off the vent now a couple hours. He's doing great. I remember on Sunday, you were so, I think it was maybe in Sunday night, you were wanting to give everyone good news and you could just see the pain that you couldn't give the good news that he was off. You could literally see that. We heard it, but we saw it in your, in your face. I was really hoping that Sunday the seventh would be it. Mm -hmm. And, but yet on the other hand, I was very hopeful because all the numbers were there where they needed to be. It was just kind of a misfire day. So I, I, I don't feel, I know God gave me to, to ask of the prepping 2.0 and those who watch specific, he gave them to me. I, one of my first prayers was that we get him off the vent and get him home. Let's get him off the vent and get his lungs healed. Let's ask for God to start healing his lungs now. So when he came off the vent on that Monday, I went to see him the next day and he, um, and we did a live feed with him there and he was, he was enjoying some medications. I'm going to, I'm just going to say that right now. And he was, it was super fun. I think I invited people to a party that 
as a logistical matter, could never exist. <laughs> in Western Montana in March at an yeah. outdoor nice. venue. Nice. It'll, yeah, and that should be real chilly. And Shelby just sat by and was quiet and, you know, wasn't going to rain on my I'm parade. Steal your joy. She knew You're that living. I'd end up canceling it when, when you reality came back. You should have recorded that, Shelby. That would have oh, been No, it good. is. It's, it's oh, out there. It's okay, out there. Hey. So if you look at the November 9th, probably. No, I did. And By the way, we're I'm sorry st- to interrupt, but no, tell people which Facebook page it's on so they can go yeah. and look at this. So yeah. you, if you, I, and that's the other thing. I'm, I need to almost go back and download those because those are now like a video diary of what right. happened. If you go to the Prepping 2.0 Facebook page and go, and they're all under videos. And I tried to put good dates on them, but um, kind of the first one that launched this was the October 30th when I'm like, I, I need prayer folks. Glenn is in, has it bad. Um, and now what's been really cool is, okay. So Glenn comes off the ventilator. He's high on drugs. He plans a party. We then cancel, but we're still going to have a good party next summer. I just need to get some logistics going. We're going to do it this summer in a better location, but um because this is worth partying. This is worth getting together mm-hmm. as Christians and thanking our Lord Jesus Christ for what he has done. Um, so he's um, within a day or two coming off the vent. He's breathing room air. He needs very little oxygen support, which again is very unusual. When you've been on a ventilator, right. a lot of times you need several weeks of oxygen support as your lungs continue to heal. So our specific prayer asking for his lungs to be healed so that when he comes off, he's doing well was answered within a couple of days of coming off the ventilator. He's, he's taken out of ICU again. This is unheard of every single um, nurse and person we talked to in the hospital, this doesn't happen. And they said it with pain in their eyes because they had COVID patients come Mm. and go out a different door. If you know what I mean? And Let me add to that. I, I could look out, there was a little window and I could kind of see the, I don't know, common area where all the nurses and doctors congregated. And once, sometimes twice a day, I would see um, a body bag get wheeled out of there. People were dying mm. a lot wow. right on that floor. Dang. And it was chilling to see people in body bags mm-hmm. knowing that statistically that should have been me. So let me ask a question. Did yes. you... One for Glenn and uh, then a statement for Shelby. But Glenn, did you see a light or, you know, people no. near death experience? You didn't? No, I'll, no, I didn't. Um, I, I don't think I was that close to dying. It okay. was the wanting to die. And, and I need to add something to this story about wanting to die. I, I'm obviously a Christian and I had an opportunity to have a real live, interesting choice of words, a real live death scenario facing. It wasn't hypothetical. Mm -hmm. It wasn't what if it was, it's probably going to happen. Statistically, it's Mm -hmm. probably going to happen. By the way, I never recall anybody telling me it was a 20% chance. I probably would have approached that differently. I'm sure they did tell me, but whatever. Anyway, well, so again, and that's that's Satan working yeah. in that in that strange conversation and strange couple of days. Yeah. So I had an opportunity to real life think about, am I saved? And mm. and it was 
it was so comforting. It was so obvious that I'm saved and, and it wasn't even, uh, there were no second doubts. And I started thinking about, and, and one of the ways to get through the incredible pain and discomfort that I was in was to think about heaven, think about family members I'd reconnect with, think about, and, and I don't know how rewards work in heaven, but possibly having rewards like getting to find out how stuff works, how the universe was created, get to see how things that happened in my life were affected um, by godly influences. Maybe, maybe part of the rewards are finding, being able to watch other people's lives and see how the, the majesty of God. Um, I don't know how rewards work, but I assume those are the rewards. I don't think the rewards are, you get like a, a case of moon pies and, you know, <laughs> RC Cola. And I don't think that's what it is. Yeah. Hey, um, now Shelby, my wife, I started watching as soon as I found out, I don't know if it was, I think I went back and watched day one and I was watching and my wife was listening and Every day I would come home or she would come home. She goes, hey, is there an update? She would ask, but she couldn't watch your videos because she saw the pain that you in your eyes as you're wow. asking for a prayer. She said, no, I, I, I can't listen. I just please just give me the summary. And that was that was just oh. interesting. Yeah, I would. Those are I, I have to say, I know. And I know that was the case. <clears throat> and as my, and believe it or not, I'm trying to hide that. <laughs> I'm trying to just, you know, be all, you know, official Shelby. And you can't when you're faced, when you're fate, when you're facing the rest of your life and you're facing your husband could die. That's, I don't know how, right. how easy that is to hide. On the other hand, though, I'm glad we have that diary. I'm glad we have the, that diary of those. And, um, and I, I so appreciate people watching them and, 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 and you among many other people said, said, and wrote, and it sent me the nicest, kindest, um, prayers and blessings and words that were just, they, I mean, you hear people say this, they were healing to me. No, really they were, mm -hmm. I was alone. I mean, I, I didn't, you know, I, I would go to work and I have, and here's the other thing. Anyone who asked me at work, how's your husband doing? Pray. Everyone who asked, pray, please pray. I don't know where you're at and where how you feel. I don't care. Pray. <laughs> um, right. And they, you know, get invested too. And it's just me and my son. So, and my son is a teenager and it's not, he's not an uncaring person by any means, but he's doing his thing. He's working. Right. He's a good, and so I'm just kind of at home with my thoughts. So being able to give those updates was a great kind of outlet. Um, and man, God did mighty things went mm -hmm. through that. And I, and it's become kind of a, a thing now. And I am so blessed by it. I've been so blessed by everyone who joined us. So, so tell your wife, I'm, I'm sorry. If she looked, were to look, if she were to see me now, she wouldn't see so much pain. Yeah. Obviously. So, um, yeah. So, so this has been a, a life-changing experience oh, for yeah. both of you, for oh, a lot yeah. of people, for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and Glenn, you, you you mentioned that may change kind of the future you're going to do the little nonprofit or whatever for mm -hmm. for teenagers but where do you see how's that going to change prepping 2.0 go for it 
Where I see it has changed, this has changed for the for the good, obviously. Prepping 2.0 is through those live feed videos. It's interesting because after Glenn, after the crisis was over, and Glenn, Glenn came home like a, a week and a day after coming off the ventilator. Again, this is weird. And when I went and picked him up, here's here's something that you'll laugh at. When I went and picked him up, I took an I had an a portable oxygen tank with me. I took it with me. I get there to pick him up, and it's empty, so we can't use it. And the nurse said, don't worry, he's been drink- he's drink- drinking. He's been breathing room air all day. You don't really need one. This is not, right, this not is normal. unusual, incredibly unusual. Mm-hmm. So I pick him up, we go home. Um, and there's this kind of, you know, okay, now what do I go on? You know, people still want to know what's going on. So I've continued the live feeds and it's turned into prepping 2.0 prayer evenings. <laughs> oh, nice. And it's been really, so when I'm not obviously doing them every day, I'm doing them about three times a week and I've kind of turned it into, we need to pray for our community Mm. because we were hurting and I reached out to you and you prayed for me. And now we pray for others. There's other people in the Patriot and prepping 2.0 community. There's a woman, Pamela Cook, her husband just got put on a ventilator mm. and we are praying. He, we, you know, we pray for him by name. And so it's turned into that. And as well as just kind of any new information that I find out about COVID, I get it out there because I realize in all of this, and um, we did, I did a show, a prepping 2.0 show, and it's on our website on November 10th, mm-hmm. where I said, we absolutely got caught. We did, were not ready for this. There are a lot of things we could have done better to prevent this from happening. And I wanted to get that information out there. So now it's turned into that. If I find out any new sort of information that could help preppers be better prepared so that if and when they get COVID, they can, they can kind of do what I did and write it out. Right. at home and not be hospitalized yeah and mm-hmm. and this is not this is gonna sound gosh i'm not patting myself on the, but, but but one time you had a plea for a doctor yeah oh that give yourself right. a pat on the back seriously no Do no, it. no 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 <laughs> i'm not but i contact you immediately and said hey i know a guy you know everyone always said, knows yeah. a guy yeah <laughs> yeah okay. he, mm-hmm. he tell me how that went so what had happened, let me tell, kind of give the backdrop to this. So I'm, he, uh, Glenn goes on the ventilator on October 31st, on November 1st, because I'm the kind of person I am. I'm like, I don't like that. I can't give him, have the hospital, give him ivermectin. I don't like this at all. I want to be able to do it. Cause I know that will most, if anything's going to on this earth, what, you know, is going to save Glenn's life because those are the sort of things that I don't that, that I can't control the things on this earth is ivermectin. And so um, Glenn is an attorney and there's an attorney that I know that he knows that could swing a legal bat for me. And so I called him yeah. on Monday and he, and I told him the situation. He said, come to my office tomorrow at seven o'clock. And I'm like, I'm there. Um, and he is, an amazing man. And he's very much like Glenn in terms of how he thinks about law and um, is an advocate for his clients. And so he and I had a good chat. He said, what you need to do is find a doctor who will prescribe a protocol for him that we can then take to the hot. And in other words, it can't just because, and I put the plea out there for that. 
And everyone's, and I, and God bless you all who did it. I appreciate it. I got links. I got websites, which are not protocols from an actual, it's not a prescription from a doctor. Um, then there's kind of the portals go, you know, pay money into this portal and the doctor will get back right. to you. Well, that lost a little bit of money doing that on doctors who didn't call me back. And so I'm getting frustrated. I didn't think that that would be, I thought the hardest part of that process would be getting an attorney. I didn't realize the hardest part would be getting a doctor. And yes, you reached out to me and said, I know a guy. And I gave you somehow or another, he got my phone number. He called me and I said, I'm at work right now. I'll call you later today. And I'm not going to lie for us. I got home. It was a Tuesday night after Tuesday or Wednesday night. I, after I'd spun my wheels trying to find a doctor and I had given up at the same time, Glenn's numbers are doing going in the right direction. So while he'd kind of give, well, I had I'd given up on a doctor, but I knew Glenn was getting better. And so I had a talk with him on Wednesday night and he said, what's his, you know, date of birth, what are his medications? All the things that doctors ask you, he goes, look in your email box. I'm going to send you a script right now. And that was Dr. Johnston. And I have given him a lot of credit and a lot of praise. And I wish I had all of his information, your home medical care. I can't remember his website. I'll post it in the credits. Please yeah. do. He was the one who gave me the script I needed. And then right when I got it, Glenn was I'm like, all right, we're going to, God's going to do this. Not me as he kind of, mm -hmm. God taught me that lesson. But if you need COVID, a prescription for COVID medication, I recommend Dr. Johnston. He reached out to me and I reached back. And just so you know, first, I reached out back to him. I said, you know, I know this world. And um, if, if I owe you something for your consultation that you gave me on the fly and he's like, nope, it's okay. So God he's going to be him. a guest. Yeah, we're going to be a on guest a on a forthcoming too. show, Dr. Yep. Johnston. Such, such a man of, of yep. faith and so, so helpful. And I want to thank you for that. You well, got you us together. To, well, he's a friend. He's he's helped many people in PrepperNet out. Good. And, um, and you know, he's part of our group here in Charlotte. Yeah. Um, and he also, just shout out to him, he wrote the, the book and the movie, The Reliant, which is a prepping movie. Wow. Um, and a book and he wrote and produced a movie as well you can i think you can find it on netflix or something yeah. it's marginal acting <laughs> the bosworth <laughs> twins everyone knows who they are so there's some named people in there but anyway but yeah he's he's a great guy and so um glenn how did you i mean you went back and you watched some of these videos of your wife yeah i mean didn't that make you feel bad for being sick? <laughs> no, it made me feel bad for wanting to die oh, and okay. for being selfish because I'm going to heaven and I leave Shelby behind and she has to pick up the pieces and she has to live without me. And I'm, not, I'm being modest. I'm not saying, you know, living with me is, is the greatest prize in the world, but um, we're very much in love. So it is, it is indeed a big deal. Um, we said we'll, goodbye, but we'll count the fact that you were on some drugs. So it wasn't totally Glenn that's wanted to die. And yeah. you know, and, and I'll say this again, it is, if you want to get, I mean, I have, I have some theology background. I'm not just, you know, shooting from the hip here. Satan agitates Christians and gets in their heads and gets under their skin. I right. think 
you were getting worked over a little bit by Satan yeah. in that room that weekend. I really do. And when you're weak yeah, and you're that's exposed, when he gets you. and I was very, very weak. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the time when we talk about Satan having influence over people who are weakened, we're, you know, it's usually in the context of somebody is enamored with another woman. They're weakened that way, or they have a gambling addiction or something. There's a lot of ways to be weakened. Right. And recovering from a surgery and having a, an oxygen saturation level of 51 is weak. Mm-hmm. I was weak. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. So you said you kind of, I guess I'm going to use the word you didn't use this kind of wrestle with the idea if you were truly saved or not. Once you went through that, did that give you, cause you were in, it was a tough period. Were you, were you satisfied? Were you just overjoyed? Did you have peace? What came kind of out of that little, cause a lot of people, they think, man, if you, if you wrestle with your relationship with God and Jesus, man, you're not a strong Christian. And that's not the case at all. But what came out of that? I have to correct you. I didn't wrestle with it at all. I, I absolutely knew I was saved. It never entered my mind that I wasn't. Um, and, and that's not credit to me. That's clear writing in the Bible. Okay. Um, they get an A plus. The Holy Spirit gets an A plus for clarity of writing in the Bible because it's so (laughs) doggone clear. Yeah. Um, So, but what came out of it was, it was not elation because I felt guilty about leaving Shelby behind. And I knew that I was going to, I was going to be in heaven and and in paradise. And I didn't dwell on that because it was a given. It is a given. I'm going to heaven and hopefully about 35 years from now, but um, it it was, it it was the guilt um, and the dread and the unfairness. It was really unfair for me to get to go to heaven. And then she has to live down here without me. And that it, I was going to say, and that held me back. That's not true. Um, I knew that whatever was going to happen was going to happen. And so my guilt could not direct the outcome of the situation, but it was not an elation. It was a very objective, rational cataloging of all the great things about going to heaven. And uh, no emotion, you know, and I'm glad there was no elation to thinking about heaven because that's exactly what Satan wanted. I know that sounds weird. Satan wants you to be wanting to go to heaven, but um, I'm really glad that I didn't dwell on all of the positives of heaven because I would have been drawn even more to them and that would have affected the outcome. My mindset, and I don't mean my secular mindset, I mean my religious position um, with God meant everything in this. You don't come off a ventilator after a week and then get discharged from the hospital a week after that with um, 
uh, a neutral approach. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we're just, just kind of floating, floating along in life. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way. Well, I, I remember. Had to, go yes. ahead. Sorry. I, I remember calling you. You were. At, I mean, I called thinking, okay, I'm just going to leave a positive message for him. He's been out of the hospital a couple of days. Maybe in four. I'm not sure. And you're. And I think you're driving a car, and you go, "Hey," and I'm like, I was shocked that you answered the phone. And you were, I think you were going to a meeting or something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it really yeah. shocked me. I forgot what day that was, but I was just going to leave an encouraging message on your, on your, on your phone and you answered. And I'm like, I was stunned. I'm like, oh, uh, uh, oh, hey, how you doing? That, that was, was funny. Crazy how fast you were out. Well, thanks for calling because in all of that, his phone, long story, his phone got wiped. So we got your phone number back again. So thank you. First. Oh. Yo, he thought it was you. That's the only reason he answered. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So obviously it's been a miracle. I was just thinking um, we're recording this recording we're doing right now is December 7th. And it was uh, November 7th that the first attempt to get him off the ventilator. And so it'll be a month tomorrow. Wow. And listen to how, you know, he sounds good. He looks good. Yep. He, Yep. Well, he walks and he talks. Yeah. His looks. I, I mean, he he looks okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. kidding. They can't fix so that what, in the hospital. What lessons, <laughs> what lessons are there that? What lessons have you guys learned that you guys can share? Oh, I'll go ahead. Oh, go, go, no, no, go no, you go. Hey, great. Wait, I want everybody to know this. We're doing this through Zoom and recording it, and Shelby raises her hand. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, so, I think it's Shelby so funny. needs to go go first. Well, the lessons learned and, and I, I hesitantly encourage people to go back to and check out the prepping 2.0 show that I did on November 10th, actually listen to the one that's the day before that came out the day before Thanksgiving, whatever that was 27, 20 something. Cause I have a guest co-host and we're talking about, and the one on the 10th, you can hear in my voice, it's very shaky because I'm trying not to cough, because that's my recovery from COVID. In all of this, mm -hmm. I'm recovering from COVID, which is a nasty bug. And so I'm trying to hold, you know, not cough into my microphone. And the lessons learned on this for us, the, the obvious spiritual ones, go to God first, bring all the earth, all the burdens that you have to him in prayer and expectantly expect him to listen to you. Now, I said this the other night on one of our, one of my live feeds, the problem is I think as humans, it's, we know his answer might be not one that we want. And that's scary. So when you go to go to God and you say, please save my husband's life. And he doesn't answer it the way you want. That's a scary thought. Right. So we still need to bring all things to him in prayer. Um, as preppers, has very practical preppers that we live on this earth, be prepared for all things. Um, I fully admit we were, we were still in, you know, post-cancer treatment mode. We were still in this, this mode and we did not give the due diligence we really should have given to COVID. And boy, have I learned a lot in the last six weeks. So if I could say this, and it was um, all of us, all of us who can hear my voice, whether you're a prepper or not. Um, I think we all know, I'm just going to say it, just the trends are right now that vaccines are not very efficient and not efficacious and not um, as trustworthy as we thought. 
if you, a good example, a good friend of mine who helped me through all of this, she lives near me. Her, her grown son has had two vaccines, has had a very adverse reaction to those vaccines that are, will lead to debilitating quality of life issues. And he just got COVID. Like, geez, the vaccines are not, so we need to be prepared to get the Rona, you know, and where we live right now, um, we're at the tail end of a spike. We were part of the spike that happened here. So what do you need to do? I encourage everyone to go to the COVID-19 critical care website. It's the America's frontline doctors. Those are the doctors that are actually doing life-saving care. And it's the controversial medication that they use. And it's not controversial. It's in it's indisputable that it helps people and it saves their lives from COVID is ivermectin. I encourage you to go there, click on protocols and look for, they have three different levels, Mm -hmm. exposure and symptoms. What do you need to take? Well, get a hold of ivermectin. Dr. Johnston, who you referred to me is a great way to get that. Um, If you can't get ivermectin, there's actually a new um, over-the-counter um, black seed cumin oil that you can take instead as an alternative, which you can get a non-prescription. Quercetin, again, you should know what quercetin is. It's an anti-inflammatory that heals your lungs. Take it, take it twice a day. Uh, zinc, you need to take a full um, course of zinc a day. Vitamin C, full mm-hmm. course a day. Vitamin D, if you take those, if you take the vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, and quercetin every day, and you can throw in that black, you are, you are building your immunity so that when you get the Rona, you can write it out at home. Mm-hmm. You can protect your lungs. You can heal your lungs and you can now have antibodies. That's the one thing we haven't talked about. Glenn and I are just swimming in antibodies right now and they feel so good. Um, which is, which is medically the awesome. You want that because right now the right. vaccines aren't working. Um, we know this is. And the other thing is I encourage people. So if you're in the situation I was in where you have a loved one in the hospital, look at what happens if it's, if you're, if someone, the, what uh, America's frontline doctors recommend for protocols, if you're in the hospital and there's different levels of that in the hospital on oxygen care, in the hospital on oxygen care, on a ventilator, and, and those kind of progressions of COVID. And then there's care for long haul COVID. If you've survived that and you're having to now heal your lungs and ivermectin is the one drug in all of those that covers all those. So if you're listening to this going, okay, okay. What, what, Shelby, what do, you, what do I do? Read the website, read the protocols, just read it. So you know put, what's going on. I'll post on. that link in yeah. the description as well. And then these four over-the-counter medications, quercetin, zinc, vitamin D and vitamin C, and then talk to doctors like Dr. Johnson and get yourself a preventative dose of ivermectin. And preventative means you're taking it like once or twice a week, depending on your body size and your, and your history. If you get symptoms, that, that dosage will change. And people like Dr. Johnson will help you with that. Yep. That's how you survive covid and I really recommend as preppers, we take that to heart. So, mm-hmm. um, and I'll hand it back over to you because I'm done talking about all that. Well, information I think um, Glenn has something to say as well. Yeah? He, he learned a few things, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Two things come to mind and they're both religious. Number one, prayer works. Mm-hmm. 
it absolutely works. And everyone who prayed for us, absolutely for both of us, we have a hearty, sincere, genuine thank you. The other thing is Satan's real. And it's something I never really thought of. I, I never really had a, a reason to because as far as I know, Satan wasn't directly involved in something is well, I'm sure on the margins he is, but as something as important as my life or death, that's the ultimate important thing. And to me, Satan was always, you know, a cartoonish figure with horns and, and I would read things and there would be um, a legitimate verified uh, certain accounts of, of demons and demonic possession and all these other things. And I, the intellectual side of me would say, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, the Bible says, uh, warns us about this. So it's, it's, you know, I, I agreed that Satan was out there. It's just that I never had him to my knowledge trying to kill me. And, and, you look at the world differently, uh, spiritual warfare wise, um, after, after you've been touched by Satan, I hate to even say those words, but he tried to, and, um, God once again defeated him. And can I, I want to add one more detail. I don't know how much time we have for us, but we got, Yes. A huge detail that I actually am and getting mad at myself that I didn't say. So let's go back to the timeline. On Sunday, November 7th, I go to church that day. And we are doing this amazing series on stewardship and tithing. And everyone who just is listening to me going, you know, tithing. A series. It's been amazing. And during that, I don't, I can't remember exactly what the our pastor was saying or, but something clicked in me for some reason, we, I need to pray against the evil of COVID because Satan, I, I just came to, and I know this intellectually, but it just really struck me that day. COVID is Satan's big weapon right now. He's taken, he's killing people left and right. And it's a, such a culture of death. And that day in particular, I'm like, I need to pray that the grip of COVID through or Satan through COVID is let's go of, mm-hmm. of Glenn. And it really, it, it was, it was palpable. I could like, no, I've got to like go home and do a live feed video and ask people to pray for this. This is like, it's, it's really striking me, especially today when we're trying to get him off the ventilator. And I remember um, someone at church came up to me. And I said, and his name was Chuck. And I talk about him in one of these videos. And um, he said, we have been praying hard. And he said it like that. He like squeezed his eyes. We've been praying in our prayer group so hard for your husband. I said, and I appreciate that. I do. Please pray that evil lets go and that the grip of Satan lets go. It's the first time I verbalized it that day. He said, absolutely. And we had a long conversation about it. And Chuck is chatty. Um, but he understood what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And I, that was my, that's what I, I went and I asked people to pray about that on the Facebook live feed and it's no coincidence me. Okay. So there's that, that the grip lets go next day. 
glands off the ventilator and off the ventilator, like breathing air immediately, like the grip let go, not just let go, but got like smacked off of him by God and his angels kind of thing. So that's, I think is, and I, and I'm just mad at myself to me, that's the most important part of this whole story is that each God really gave to me specific prayers to pray. And that was one of them. That was the one I think that let him go. And so now when I pray for people, I, I pray that the grip of Satan lets go that he's using through COVID because I believe COVID is evil. And I am praying imprecatory prayers towards those who are perpetuating this evil. And that's, you know, I'm sorry, it's the Dr. Fauci's, it's the Bill Gates's, it's the people out there that are selling snake oil through this and are perpetuating death. And so there, I, I, I'll tell you this, I don't always pray imprecatory prayers because they're pretty, you know, they're pretty negative and seem kind of mean and we don't like being that way, but the voice and the influence of people like that need to be stopped. And I'm asking mm. God to do that. Yep. A yeah. friend of mine, um, Scott Hunt, which a lot of you preppers probably know who he is. He said this one time, I think it was on my podcast. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. He said, <clears throat> the difference between preppers and Christian preppers are preppers do everything they can to extend their life before they die. Christian preppers do everything they can to extend their life to get to heaven. And yes. us as Christians, and I mean, I, I don't want to, I mean, because I, I don't understand the, you know, the ones that, that don't know Christ, but there's a huge difference, a huge difference. Yes. We do the same things, but there's a huge difference. And and no, it, the Bible says that no one can come to the Father except through Jesus Christ. It's not the Bible. It's not going to church. It's not your mom and dad being a Christian. It's not saying a prayer either. One must have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's the only way the Bible says that people can get to heaven. And sometimes, and I know it just affects you guys when you, when you, people they prep so hard. They're so they're they they're so influential in the in the community. They help people. They're the nicest people in the world. And you just in our hearts we go, man. I just wish he knew Jesus. And that's and so, but it's so encouraging. I mean, the reason I wanted to have you guys on is this is the Christmas story. This is yeah. God Jesus coming into this earth to save people so they don't have to be to die. Right. And be away from God and be, and so it's so encouraging to hear you guys um, in a story. I can, I can feel the emotion. I saw the emotion. We, we prayed, we saw the, the actual prayers answered. And it's so interesting that y'all prayed that prayer on Sunday and the doctor probably didn't even see Glenn until the very next morning. So even if God would have healed him immediately or started to heal him that night, he wouldn't have been taken off the ventilator until the next morning anyway, when the doctor got there. Good point. But, mm -hmm. and, and so it's like, God, God's like, okay, I, I did it, but you had to wait the entire next day. And the doctor got there and he goes, Oh, he's off. He's doing great. And you're like, what? I mean, that, I mean, that is, I mean, that's just, this just doesn't happen. There's not no. many miracles in this COVID story. I mean, no, 
and especially one that you, you went down and and um, and how you shared it. I know you really affected a lot of people, you know, by sharing people were touched. And, you know, I really hope that they see that prayer counts. Jesus is real. Satan is real. And 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 people need to deal with that. Yeah. I mean, literally, they need to they need to struggle and deal yep. with them facts. Yep. And, and I want to add to that too. What I, again, I'm just little Shelby sitting over here in Glenn's huge chair and I'm just me. I'm just, you know, I'm just a woman. I, you know, I work a real job. I have life's responsibilities. I wash the dishes today. You know, I'm a normal person, but God gave me this microphone through prepping 2.0 and, and I'm glad I used it. Here's the amazing thing about it through all of that such a huge audience of prepping 2.0ers and and preppers and patriots got to witness an amazing miracle front and center right and they got to join and see it and and that just makes me think of the and i've said this before you know god doesn't give us miracles like this for us to just take it and take it home and right. take it to our own playground and keep it to ourselves. We're supposed to, sh- we see the example of Jesus in the New Testament. When he healed people, when he did amazing miracles, he did it in front of a large audience so that people would one, see the healing miracle specifically and come to Christ. And like Glenn said earlier, we know of one person that has come to Christ through this. Uh, the if you want to go listen to it, the the guest, my guest co-host, while Glenn was still kind of recovering, Jeff Reynolds, he will tell, I've known Jeff Reynolds for 10 plus years now, and I know he's not a Christian, but he, he said on the air, I'm not a Christian and I'm not a praying person, but even I was praying for Glenn. Mm. So we know of people specifically, I know of four of them, Jeff being one of them, that are not Christians and they were on their knees praying. And so my next prayer is that God would take this miracle that we all got to see through the benefits of technology up close and personal and have a frontline, you know, a front row seat and share it and let the glory of God come through. It's he did this, not for us, although we're enjoying the benefits. He did it so that he can be glorified and people would come to him. That's the, that's the gospel. I'm seeing in the future, maybe a book, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice wouldn't it maybe, you know what maybe. yeah there could there could be i could see that glenn might have something to say about it too but man this has been so powerful I, it almost needs to be published in, in, in that way yeah a movie <laughs> oh my god oh geez <laughs> well guys i'm gonna i mean this has been great and wonderful this is this is exactly what i was expecting i i would just ask one question and then I'd say, okay, that's all folks. Yep. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> you guys would kind of tell the story of the miracle and share your faith a little bit. And that's been awesome. And I, I, you know, seeing this and being a part of this, I wanted to kind of interview so I can, you know, give it to my audience so they can hear this as well. I just, we got to share um, positive stories that, and that God is real. Yeah. And that prayer is real. And we just got to get that message out. And that's the, the reason I wanted to do it. And I think on that call that I called Glenn and I was amazed he answered. I think I asked him and he goes, sure, 
I don't know if I did that or was it, I don't know, but I was just like, okay. I, and be, and honestly, before he even came out of, out of being under on the ventilator, I did my planning for the entire um, 2022. And on there, I put Glenn Tate Shelby interview for December because, and I, because I already had in there before I even knew you were going to get better. I'm not saying that I was <laughs> predicting anything, but I just, I'm like, okay, I, there's a story here. I've seen Shelby and what she's done. There's going to be a story here. So that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome. So if you guys would um, tell us how they can find your books, tell us how they can listen to your, your, I told you guys, I think before we started that if, if there's a vote, if there's an Academy Awards for Prepper podcast, you guys would get the best produced podcast in the industry. <laughs> so tell everyone how they can listen to the best produced podcast in the industry. It's easy. Um, prepping2-0.com. Prepping2-0.com is the website for the podcast. We have all of the, uh, what we call the regular shows, which are the ones that uh, go on the radio and are downloaded for free. Um, Patreon supporters get the after show, which is, as the name implies, after the regular show. Um, and, uh, and you can find out how to be a Patreon at prepping2-0.com. And that's the way to listen to it. Um, you know, iTunes, Spotify, all the popular platforms were on there. You can do a search for Prepping 2.0. Um, it's a unique name, so nobody else comes up. And uh, that's the best way to listen to the show. We, we, we welcome listeners. Um, we especially welcome binge listeners who go back and listen to all the episodes. We love that. Um, Especially the ones we, I was in. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, and in your book yeah. series? Book series. Um, uh, Shelby's, Shelby's is, is a great state. state. Com. And the book series is called A Great State. There's three books to it. Um. And it's, it's fantastic. Um, her, her manuscript is what started her and I coming together. Um, it was that powerful. Um, the manuscript was. It yeah, was funny. it had nothing to do with me. No. Yeah, it was all the manuscript. I married a manuscript. Did she write that knowing she's going to get into your heart? Oh, it's a Hallmark movie right there. There you go. Um, and then my book series is 299 Days, and um, it's available on Amazon and Audible. So, and I'll jump in here too. Honestly, the best jumping off points, because I know there's probably listeners going, oh my gosh, he just said all of that so fast. Prepping2-0.com. And if you're looking for our books, there's a tab that says about mm-hmm. us and it'll say Shelby's books, Glenn books. So you can find it that way. Everything us is launched from that page and just click around there's a shopping page there's a facebook there, there's if you're wanting to watch the facebook videos go to prepping 2-0 and click on facebook you'll get to the right facebook page so that's the best place and and i want to say this i know we're kind of wrapping up here i want to thank all of the folks in PrepperNet who joined in their voice of prayer for glenn 
I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because um, like I said before, God could have, God's answer to this could have been different, but, and I joke about this. Um, I don't think God had any choice, but to save Glenn, because there were so many of us and Prepernet was a big part of that praying. And I just thank you all. If I could hug all of you and thank you, I would thank you for praying. I so appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to pray, pray for people for sure. Well, guys, thank you for being on my show. Um, it's been, this is probably from my standpoint, probably the best show ever because I talk the least amount <laughs> nice. in this one. And so it, it's a pleasure. I, I, I love you guys. And we've never met in person, but you guys have been great friends and to myself and to the PrepperNet community. So thank you. And I know there's probably still some healing and we can't wait to hear you on some more podcasts and the book that's coming. No. Out. <laughs> it's writing been announced a book, here. Writing a book is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. <laughs> As you yeah. know, Forrest. Yeah. So, well, God bless you guys. And thank you for, for being with us. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for listening to the Prepping Academy podcast. Preppers unite at www.preppingacademy.com. Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com.